From lifestyle, fitness, beauty, travel, relationships, and self-care, Steph's got you covered. Welcome to your safe space, where you can stop what you're doing, relax, and let someone else do the heavy lifting for once. This is the Luxury Dropout Podcast with your host, Stephanie Joplin. What's up, Dropout? Stephanie Joplin here with another episode of the Luxury Dropout Podcast. Today, I have two very hot ladies joining me all the way from LA. They are Jen Fakara and Nicole Sudica. They have their very own podcast called Hotter in Person. And they basically came up with it on a whim during quarantine, during a discussion that they're both just hotter in person, but they're truly spectacular people. They're funny, witty. Their podcast is on point to talk about a lot of dating issues that we face in our 20s and 30s. And I think that they offer a lot of insight into the female brain and a lot of really what goes on behind the scenes. So gentlemen, I think this will be a great episode for you as well. We go pretty in detail here. So definitely, I would say under 18 viewer and listener discretion is advised for this episode, which means, you know, we're going to get into some tea. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Luxury Dropout. Welcome back, fellow dropouts, to the Luxury Dropout Podcast with me, Stephanie Joplin. Today, I am joined by the hotties from Hotter in Person Podcast, Jen and Nicole. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. You're Still hungover fine. from my yeah, birthday party. Yeah, it was your party. birthday. Yes. Happy the, birthday. The first time I had like real glam, I was like, I'm actually fucking hot. I'm beautiful. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were beautiful and you looked so, so good. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. Like when I saw your pictures, I was like, <gasps> you looked so good. Oh, I'm God. not ugly. I'm just poor. Like I need. Yeah. No, that's it though. We're not ugly. We're just, we don't have money to be pretty. So Jen, <laughs> was she hotter in person? Oh yeah. I mean, she looked amazing. I also, that was my first time drinking with Nicole. And so now I know what I'm in for. Oh my, I was going to say that is probably quite the experience. It was blacked out by dinner. Oh <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I'm really, <laughs> I'm so happy. Did you, those things that you had on your ears make it back home or? Honestly, I have no idea where the ears went. The hair came with me. I was so excited. I love this hairstylist, Glenn. He was like, I knew you'd want to be a hoe. So I brought you hair extensions. I was like, yes. Yeah, love it. <laughs> we love the hoe hair. That's awesome. So tell me about this theme of your birthday. It was so cool. Oh, Jen got me hooked on the books. They're called A Court of Thorns and Roses. And then one of my friends had already read it. And then I got all my other friends on it. And we've all become so fucking obsessed with it. And I was like, I'm doing my birthday party on this theme. Everyone just went above and beyond because I was just buying present, I mean, decorations on Amazon. And my one friend's like, I'll get a decorator. And then one friend's like, I'll get you glam. And one friend's like, I'll do get your nails done. So I got really cool nails. I saw that. I got like a face painter and glitter. I was like, oh my God, I've never felt so special. I just feel like LA parties, like you guys really love a theme. Like that's a thing. Yeah. I love a theme. Yeah. Here it's like there'll be a theme and like some people will get dressed up for it. And then other people will just wear their athleisure. Like, it's not like that important. Like it's not that somebody enforces it, but it's not, I don't know. It's not important, but there you guys just love a theme. And I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
I swear the glitter that I got to put in the drinks was drugs because I don't know what happened. It was like we were all sober. (laughs) It was just all of a sudden by (laughs) fairy wine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. And the tequila was blue. So when we would do shots, I was like, oh, it's blue. It'll be sweet. Just because in my mind, I'm like blue candy sweet. It was tequila. Like I would do these shots every single time. I'm like, it's going to be different this time. No, it was straight tequila. Oh my God. Blue sparkly tequila. Wow. Okay. I'm into this. So any escapades or what? No, nothing. Oh, there was. So my Italian stallion. Yes. Okay. I've seen it and it legitimately is. I'm scared. So when I had that hoe hair and I was like, I'm going to take a nude of myself with this hair covering my tits because that's always why I wanted long hair was to cover my tits in photos. So I sent him one and he sent me a voice note back and the Italian. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was like, I can't wait to see you. You are so hot. And I'm so drunk. So I was trying to send a voice note back to him and it goes, what do I say? What do I say? And I sent the fucking voice note and I'm like. How do I delete this? How do I delete this? And then I sent like five of them being like, how do I delete this? How do I delete this? And then finally <laughs> I fucking figured out how to fucking unsend the goddamn fucking clip. I wanted to die. Was so. this on Instagram or where? Yeah. We like you were sending that. the nudes on Insta. That's bold. Yeah, I, I like it. It's bold. Yes. Okay. Well, great segue. I wanted to talk about nudes, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So I know that, you know, we all have the same philosophy about nudes and that's like, we do it because we love ourselves, not for validation. Right. Are you guys of the opinion that, you know, like, are you scared? Like when you're sending nudes, like, do you think to yourself, oh, this is going to get out or are you just okay with it? Cause your body looks so good. I'm like, if my nudes got out, it would be the best thing the world could see, honestly. (laughs) I just don't put my face in them. I try not to put my face in it. And then I'm also of the mind of like, I am a woman making a conscious decision to take this photo. I'm proud of my body. I'm proud of this photo. Like if someone wants to be an asshole and leak it, or if it somehow got out, well, God bless, because you are all now lucky to to witness it. I don't know. I feel like that's how you have to think of it because I love taking them. They make me feel so good. I love when I send them and I get a good reaction. So like, if this is something that makes me feel good, I don't even want to think about the negative part of it. And that's like, I almost feel like it's like across that bridge if you ever need to get to it, but it's also like, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, are we past the whole, I mean, not talking about a sex tape, but are we past the whole revenge porn thing? with regards to nudes, do you think? Are women like us just okay if it gets out now? Because we look, we, we're happy. I mean, for me too, I'm like, God didn't give me these tits for them to be hidden. But like, even on drunk nights with my friends, everyone knows my tits come out. So I'm <laughs> like, titty shots, everyone's taking titty shots between my tits. So like, honestly, if they got out, sorry, mom. But <laughs> I think I have sent some very like porny ones, but like, I try to make them more like, classy there's like one or two that i'd probably fucking pass away if that got out but it's to people i trust versus like kind of yeah i think gauging who you're sending it to as well like what you're sending and to whom i think makes a difference for sure like i wouldn't send like a vagina anything to someone that i I didn't trust (laughs) like tits for days like if i i would sunbathe but like If I go to Europe, I will go to a a topless beach and let them free. So for me, 
boobs don't really mean anything, but like vagina is for like a selected for you. I don't think I could. One ex was like, send me a picture of your vagina in the mirror with your legs spread open. And I was like, absolutely not. Like that is where I draw the fucking line. Like I'm just not a vagina person. <laughs> so You're like, I can't even look at my own. Okay. Own vagina. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> that's where I draw the line for my nudes. So I guess I do have a line. <laughs> I like have a love hate relationship with my vagina. So it's like, I don't <laughs> want to photograph her because yeah. I don't know. She's it's, camera shy. It's okay. I feel like porn has made me hate my, my vagina and I feel like I need to be nicer to her. You know, like it's just, I need to be a little bit nicer. Yeah. Well, I think we do. I agree though. I mean, I feel like whenever I have taken a picture of my vagina, I've always had to like I have one labia that's like a little bit like further out than the other. So I kind of cover that one with like one finger. It's like, I'm conscious about the one labia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't look like what they're watching on Pornhub. So like, but then again, I'm also like, no guy has ever done anything other than worship it. So yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just me in my own head. It's like, who told that's what me I'm that? Saying. Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think any guy has ever been like, oh, one of her labia is slightly bigger. No. Also for me, like when I watch porn and you see a girl's vagina, I'm just, and like, it's open. I'm like, I don't want to send a photo because I'm like, <laughs> I look at it and I'm not like, that's hot. Like, just <laughs> yeah, no, I actually really am into gay porn. Like, I don't know why, but I just like seeing two dicks. Same gay porn. I love a threesome. I do two lesbians because I feel like the girls know where to go. Whereas like, the guys don't know how to touch a woman in porn. But you so don't like sick. vaginas, but you're watching too? <laughs> yeah. What? My brain is a weird thing. It's okay. I accept you. <laughs> oh, I get it. Sometimes I'm just like, I just need to watch two women actually getting play. Like, because when you're watching a guy going down on a girl in porn, you're like, she's faking it for the camera. There's no way that feels good. He's just like a dog licking it. Like there's nothing happening. It's like add a finger, add a little rhythm, but like the women know what they're doing. They sure do. I have seen, like, if you actually look into, I guess it's like passionate lovemaking or something like that, like that type of like, you know, people that are in love, like that kind of fantasy of porn, that's when they eat that really well. I don't know if I could say the P word <laughs> on my show yet. I haven't really quite figured it out, but I, I, mean, haven't, decided. I, should, I haven't decided. I guess I've been saying the F bomb a ton of times, so it doesn't really matter. Kitty, that's an ugly name too. Kitty. Eating the peach? The peach. The other night we were drunk and I was like, you're meow meow. <laughs> oh, shit. You're meow meow. I think I've said that before too. Or you're mm-mm. You're mm-mm. Showing. That's so silly. We shouldn't ever. We should just say pussy and be done with it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, it's just like a weird word. It's a weird word. So I was going to tell you guys that, and I think you know this story because we, you know, we've chatted before, you know, we've chatted and I did have a nude leaked one time on Twitter and thank God somehow if I Google my name, it doesn't come up. So I don't know how that didn't keep traction, but I was texting with this former NFL player and I sent him my boobs and he got mad at me because I was posting screenshots of our combo and how needy he was being and just like really obsessive and weird. And he caught wind of it and someone sent them to him. And so he got revenge by posting my boobs. And so I immediately called my mom because I was 
freaking out. And I just was so worried she would see it. And that's like, you know, the epitome of who I don't want to disappoint is like my mother. I don't care about anyone else (laughs) except for my mom and my dad, you know? And so she literally was like, oh, Stephanie, she's like, don't worry. You have amazing breasts. And I was like, wow, what a great reaction from my mother saving the day. Like I was bawling my eyes out. She made me feel so much better. So it got taken down almost immediately, but still. I just don't understand how that reaction is comparable to like you posting screenshots of your conversation. I will never understand how men think that how they escalate it that way. Yes, that is completely unacceptable. And you're correct. Like apples are not oranges, but that to him was smart. He's a baby, a man baby is what he is. It's wild. Yeah. Well, I think in pro athletes in general are man babies. So it's like they're used to being coddled and Mm -hmm. worshiped. And when they don't get their way, they want to throw a tantrum. Oh yeah, for sure. So in terms of like pro athletes and not necessarily pro athletes, but anyone celeb wise and DM sliding, have you guys done a ton of that? No, I'm too scared. You're too scared to do it. I shot my shot once on a dating app and I wanted to die. I was texting Jen. I was like, what do I say to this guy? And she gave me like a list of pickup lines to say, and he's an actor. And I sent him my Wi-Fi password and I was like, save this for later. Never replied. I was like, I never even got to finish my pickup line. Like this is the last time I ever shoot my fucking shot. That was on Hinge? No, another app. But I was just like, oh, I was like, no, even like, on Instagram, like most people, it goes to your request. I still would probably for months would be like, no, he hasn't opened it. <laughs> How about you, Jen? Oh, I will slide into any DM. Yes. <laughs> I don't even care. I matched with an MLB player years ago on Bumble and we went back and forth for a while, but he played for in a different state. Now he's like engaged with a baby on the way, but we would Snapchat and like sex and text. And there are some verified guys who like come in my DMs sometimes, but they're never guys that I'm interested in. It's always, it's always the guys that I'm not interested in who like get in my DMs, but no, I don't care. I'll slide into anyone's DMs. My thing is like, if I'm on a dating app and you put your Instagram handle in your thing, I'm not going to match with you. I'm just, and I'm interested. I'm just going to go DM you and you're either going to walk the walk or not. Like you have it there for a reason. So let's just see. But it's weird because I will slide into any DM and be like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? They never respond. But like, I'm not that chill when I'm actually dating people. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I'm very emboldened when I'm initiating the contact. And then I'm just like, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. Actually, like there's this guy I've been talking to back and forth. He's on TikTok. That's how I found him. He has a podcast. He's local in Houston. He's attractive. He's like age appropriate and really sweet guy. Like thinks like me is very intentional with the whole dating experience. And today he was asking me advice about this girl he'd gone on a date with. And he was like, do you think she is, you know, giving me the brush off or is this like a legit excuse? So I was kind of giving him some advice. And I ended up being like, I think you and I should go on a date. Cause I was like, why not? Like this guy seems cool. And he was like, can I take some time to think about it? And I was like, ah, ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts. I think he's like trying to see if he's ready for me. Cause I think I was telling you guys, like, I feel like men are like, okay, I'm only going to date her when I'm ready to get married. Like she is like a marriage type, like a fuck or a marriage person. Like 
no in between. And she's not just going to fuck me. So, yeah, you know, like I have to be sure I'm ready for this first day. I'm trying not to take it personally. So that's how I'm thinking about it. But with, with keeping in mind that he always talks about like being so intentional with dating and like his motives for dating, he's got a son. So he's like, you know, very serious about his son. When he had his son over the summer, he took the whole month off social media to be with his oh son. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyways, I just thought, I mean, I'd shoot my shot. I got ruthlessly shot down, but that's okay. I don't feel embarrassed. I was like, I am totally fine giving you online dating advice and being your online friend, dude. And he was like, no, it's like, he's just like, I'm not going to take days. I just, I just want to be intentional about it and think about it. That's like our buzzword. So yay for me. (laughs) So embarrassing. (laughs) But at least you have the courage to do it. Like, that's what I feel sometimes too. It's like, I'd rather just like say what I need to say or go for it and have an answer than wonder like, what if we could have clicked, but I was too shy to ask them out because as much as I do abide by the, like, if he wanted to, he would. Sometimes I think there are some guys who are really shy and just, they get really in their own heads too. And like, there have been times where like, I've had crushes on guys and years later, they'd be like, Oh, I had a crush on you too. I'm like, well, why didn't you say anything? I could have avoided all this therapy I'm in now. And (laughs) So I don't know. I do think sometimes some guys are just like a little bit more in their head about dating than like the ones who aren't just trying to fuck around. Like the guys who are serious about it, I think can sometimes be as neurotic as we can be about it. I feel like they always admit that when they're engaged and about to get married. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had a crush on you. We could have fallen in love and had a love story for the ages, but okay, great. Well, my best guy friend of like eight years or whatever, he started dating this girl And I was very welcoming of her. I was like, hey, come to my birthday party, whatever. I was super nice. And she just didn't like me. And I was like, why does this girl not like me? I'm, you know, I'm super nice to her. And slowly but surely he picked her and we fell apart. I mean, we literally did everything together. We went to the movies, went to baseball games, went to football games, basketball games, like dinner all the time. Like he came over to my house for Christmas with my family. Like we were super, super close. Never touched like physically, just friends. And I was like, why is she jealous? Like, I don't understand. And then literally like during COVID, he got drunk and admitted to me over the phone. He was like, he's like, yeah, I was in love with you. And I was like, huh? Oh my God. I was like, you had eight years. Cause everybody, my family, everybody was like, oh yeah, he's in love with you. I was like, no, he's not. He's totally not. Cause he never indicated that ever, not once. And so he's like, why do you think I always made time for you? I'm like, cause I'm a cool, I don't know. I mean, I'm fun to be around. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And then of course, now I understand why the girl was so pissed because she intuitively probably picked up on the fact that he was formerly in love with me, but you know, like you got to shoot your shot. (laughs) Shit. You have to just because then you'll wonder what if. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think he and I were like meant to be, he's engaged to her now. They bought a house together. I'm super happy for him, but I'll never be invited to his wedding. Like that's a bad thing. (laughs) Like he talks to me on the DL, like he was, you know, when we had that big fucking freeze here down here in, in Texas, yes. oh my everybody God. was like, like out of power. Yeah. Yeah. So he happened to be here. God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. He happened to be here during the freeze and he stayed with me. It was really cold. So we stayed in the same bed. Nothing happened. Of course, I would never disrespect another woman like that regardless, but especially one that like, I would never disrespect him because then it probably would fuck up his relationship. You know, so nothing happened, of course, but like, I mean, he was like, Hey, I'm on the phone, like 
don't talk, you know? And I'm like, shit, I hate this. (laughs) I would be hella pissed if I were her. But like, on the other hand, I'm just like, we're not doing anything. He's just here because he doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. You know, he's stuck here. It's not the act. It's the omission. So it doesn't matter that like, you guys aren't doing like, I'm not, this is not me attacking you, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) I I don't know why guys are incapable of just like, being upfront and honest, because if he's like this with you, I'm guaranteed he's like this with other facets of his life. And like, they're already starting the marriage on an uneven foot. Totally agree with you. A hundred percent. He is just one of those people that doesn't want to step in the shit like ever. He wants to just smooth sailing. Sometimes you got to step in the shit to get clean, my friend. So yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. He won't ever listen to this. So I don't know if she will, but he won't. Well, if she does leave him. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't leave him. I'm kidding. Have a talk with him about being <laughs> honest with you because he and I have had our friendship like steady going for, you know, ever since he kind of opened up to me about the being formerly in love with me, we've talked like pretty regularly, but it's always like when he's away from her and I'm just like, dude, like you're engaged to her. Like, come on. That's not fair. No, it's really not. And I feel guilty and I don't know what to do because I don't want to lose him as my friend permanently. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, I don't want to do this to her either. So I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. Sticky situation. I say you just do nothing and continue living your life. Yeah. I mean, she has her man. They have a house. She has a ring. She, I'm sure she's sure she's good. Yeah. (laughs) So Okay. So Jen, I know you just moved to LA and it was like now what about two and a half weeks ago or so. Yeah. It'll be three weeks Thursday. Okay. Oh my gosh. So are you in culture shock or how are you feeling right now? Oh yeah. Absolute culture shock. I had another moment today. I was like, Oh, I live here. Like I don't have a plane home. I live here. Oh, and just to tell everybody, you were living in New York. So that's living in New York. Yeah. So I like left my family. I left my closest friends to like chase a dream out here. Number one, like there's not an easily accessible bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel. The lack of, so my roommate has a cat and he's feisty and so I'm Italian and a word that's like in our vernacular is scutch, which is just like it means like annoying person. It comes from like an Italian word, but like in the tri-state area, like scutch is like a known word. And so I've been calling this cat a scutch and I'm like, she's looking at me. Like I just used a foreign word because there's like, just, there's just differences in like, yeah, I don't know. It's just so different. I don't know yet if I'm cut out for LA. Well, that's okay. You have all the time. But I wanted to ask you when guys hear that you're from New York, are they just like, oh my God, this is some sort of voodoo magic. Like you're, it's like all of a sudden you become this, you know, sexy, oh, yeah, like a, a, like a new toy. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think hearing that I just moved here, they're like fresh meat is yeah. in town. And then when they hear New York, they sort of like, it's like a fetish. Yeah. They're like, I love that New York attitude. And I was like, it's not an attitude, just who I am, but like happy to give it to you, you know, like, so yeah, I think, I, I think I'm a shiny new toy. I probably have that. I need to cash in on that probably for, I have like another month or two before that will fade. So I think you have easily like six months is easily. Yeah. yeah Cause if I'm like, Oh, I just moved here. They, I don't need to say when I can precisely, you know. yeah. even if you're just like, <laughs> yeah, about three months. So it could be six. No one's yeah, going to know. Not too long ago. How would they never know? know? They'll never know. Never know. <laughs> yeah. It's the, I mean, it's the Italian New Yorker thing too. It's like the combination of the two. They just fetishize that a lot. I think it's like, 
you know what I wanted to talk about this whole exotic thing. I have been talking about this on for my hinge stuff because the pickup line for every fucking guy I come across is what ethnicity are you? Or even better, what nationality are you? I'm like, I have a US passport. My nationality. It's like, what nationality are you? Are you a US citizen as well? Oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. So I always answer it in the most sarcastic way. I literally say like, I'm American and they're like, no, but you look so exotic. Right. And I almost feel like it's becoming like, I don't want to say racist. Cause that's like too much of like a, it's too, too much, but I can't, I feel if any figure out something in between, in between there, but it's like some sort of like, again, a fetish about like being exotic or not looking, you know, your typical American, which I don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look Italian or if you look, cause I get all kinds of stuff. I get, are you Jewish? Are you Armenian? Are you Greek? Are you Persian? Oh, you're Arabic. You're Lebanese. You're I'm like, well, you could guess literally anywhere <laughs> in the world. I mean, maybe except for Scandinavia and you know what I mean? But have you experienced that, Jen? Like, do you get guys all the time that are like, you're so exotic? Yeah. I mean, not so much in New York because I look like every other female in New York. (laughs) When I went to school in Boston, I got a lot of like, wait, are you Italian? Are you Indian? Are you like, I get Persian a lot. I get like Persian and Spanish specifically. So I used to be like, I'm a stegosaurus. Like, I don't like, I don't know. How do you want me to answer that? Like, I'm not, a. Sh- I'm very proud. I like to be an Italian American. I think it's like a joke that like an Italian can't be in a conversation with you without telling you they're Italian of course. as evidenced by this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no guys would love to be like, what are you? I was like, uh, I'm a human being. What are you like? Yeah. So I've gotten it a few times, not as much, but. Definitely. It's happened. So, okay, Nicole, for you, like the other way around, I know that you've been traveling, I should say with air quotes, you've been traveling around Europe from your phone. (laughs) Now let's tell everyone your goal, really your goal with dating international men. (laughs) I want European citizenship so I can spend my summers on a yacht (laughs) in Europe on like the South of France and Italy, just going around. That's my goal. Okay. I like it. You might be able to get European citizenship depending on your lineage and the country of origin. They all have different roles. Oh, I want a man. I'm going to go with a man. (laughs) Maybe we just all need, three of us just need to like go and tear it up in Europe. I feel like that would be smart. Also, if I had a child with my Italian stallion, those children would be so beautiful because he's tall, dark, handsome. Murder your vagina. (laughs) Would that stallion sausage oh my god i literally am like sick over it like i'm just like i've never seen a penis but now like paired with his voice oh my god it's so sexy it's like oh you're so hot i'm like oh daddy talk to me i think you need to just get him to fly you out yes first class also don't fly coach he said he was gonna come my 20 year old wants to come visit though he's making plans to come visit the one in croatia (laughs) Hey, we like him. He's fun. (laughs) Just a little young, but you know, I'm glad to see a guy actually make an effort to want to come see me and actually continue conversation is what I'm most shook by. I'm like, hot damn. You're like asking, like, you're more mature than like men my age. Like, 
you know, what's so crazy is like, I, I have had people follow through and actually come to visit me and it's blown up like the two times that it's happened. Like one guy was from New York. He works for Brooklyn PD and he came to visit me and we've been talking, like I met him physically in person in like late 2018. I want to say, I forgot. I think I was at a bar and I accidentally stepped on his feet. I think that's our meet cute. Yeah. And then we just ended up talking and like, he is like really like sexual, but like also super funny. And he was in a relationship for like part of the time. So we had stopped talking and then started talking again. And he finally came to visit me and everything was going pretty great. And then he got a phone call. I guess something had happened with his dad, like in his health. And he had to leave like almost immediately. Like he only was there 24 hours, not even like barely 24 hours. So, but then like when he left and like landed back in New York, of course there's an emergency going on. I don't expect anyone to be like, Hey, I landed like, okay, it's fine. I'm not like a baby, but after like 12 hours had gone by, I was expecting to hear like, how's your dad? Like, is he alive? Like, you know, anything. Yeah. And he just like kind of just ghosted. And I was like, what the hell? And then after that, like months later, he starts talking to me again. And I'm like, I just, your signals are confusing and I'm just not into it. So I don't, I just left him on my restricted inbox and I just don't, I just don't mess with it. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I just don't understand men. I really don't. Like, they love to say that women are complicated. And it's like, we're very simple to figure out. Like, it's so easy. Just like the bar is absolutely on the floor. <laughs> it really is. And men still manage to not be able to meet it. Like, it's insane. It's genuinely mind boggling. Do you guys find yourself kind of, I want to say, what is the word for that? encouraging the bar to be so low sometimes because you're used to that. For example, you know, a man 24 hours before the date confirms your date. And we're like, wow, what a gentleman. But that's like common fucking decency to do that. But yet we're surprised. Yeah. Right. I went on a date two weeks ago and he confirmed the day before with like time and place. And I was like, he's so different. He's such a man. Cut flash forward to today the bar is on the floor and still just like, that was the bare minimum you could do. So remember I was telling you I had this date that I was going to go on. Yes. We didn't happen because no, no, because I messaged him and I was like, backstory. This is a guy that I had dated maybe like last summer sometime. And we had gone on, you know, I would say six, seven dates, like maybe more than that. We'd hung out a bunch of times, got along really well, had the same political views, vibed out really well, had the same interests like TV wise. We watched the whole season, a whole season of American horror story together. And right as we were getting to the part where we were probably going to switch to boyfriend, girlfriend, he got like cold feet and was like, I'm really depressed and I'm not ready for a relationship. And I just, you know, I really, I'm not good enough for you right now. And he was like very kind about it. So I was like, look, you're going through it, whatever, no big deal. So we remained like friendly. And then recently he had reached out to me saying he wanted to spend time with me. So I said, I'd be happy to go out on a date with you. So we set the time and place for, sorry, we set the time, I guess, not the place for this past Saturday. So Saturday rolls around and I was like, 
Hey, do you still remember my address or do you need it? And he's like, Oh, I thought we were going to go to eat. And I was like, so you want to go eat in two different cars and then come back and watch a movie at my house. And we're going to be in two cars. That doesn't make sense. Especially because I already know him, right? He's already been to my house like 10 times. And so he like kind of hesitates to respond. I was like, just to confirm, like, this is a date. Like, cause I was forward with it. I was set my boundary. And I was like, just to confirm, like, this is a date. This isn't like a hangout or whatever. He's like, Oh my bad. I didn't know it was official date. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? What did you think it was? Yeah. A hangout. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was planning on getting laid or what, but I immediately was like, I hope you understand that I have to set my boundaries and I can't spend time with someone who's not like committed to going on a date with me. And he's like, no, I totally understand. And that was the end of the combo. Wow. (laughs) But at least it weeds out the bad ones real quick. Like if you set your boundaries like that, it just weeds them out. Yeah. Wow. Like what are they like a hangout? We're not in high school. I yeah. Know. I hate that word. So do you want to hang out? No. Well, like even if it was a hangout, you guys can still drive to dinner together. Like what the fuck? I know. <laughs> also, it's, it's like if we're gonna ha- okay, if we're hanging out, like no, I want to hang out with my friends because I don't have to wear makeup and I can keep on my cozies and I can be my full self. We're not hanging out. Like it's either a date and I'm putting on some glam and I'm dressing up and I'm putting effort into the way I look or we're not going out. Like we're not doing the happy medium. No. No. Because it's convenient for them because if you don't put the label date on it, then there's no pressure to say that, oh, are we dating? Just grow up. The Spice Girls said, I want a man, not a boy who thinks he can. And that is my dating mantra. It's just like, there are no more men. There are only boys who think they're men. And so I'm sorry. I'm so heated because I just like, I'm waiting for a man to text me and I'm getting angrier the longer I'm sitting here. Dude, I totally feel your pain. There's nothing worse than those days where you're like, your phone is like here and you're just like, "Mm -hmm." I'm like, do you like me? And you're just not a big texter. You don't like texting or are you indifferent about me? Because yeah, anyway. No, I totally agree with you. And then of course, like there's one guy right now who really likes me, who actually is in LA, funnily enough. And he's a doctor and he's, I met, I met him on TikTok. Yeah. 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 He's great. But like, he only likes to talk on the phone. Like his texting. I I kind of love that though. I I know, but like, no, no, no. Okay. I'm in the middle (laughs) about it. I'm in the middle about it because sometimes I need to fucking unwind. Cause as you guys know, when you're talking all the time and creating and like being on camera and like on the phone and all day, like you don't want to be on the fucking phone. Like we were on the phone for seven hours like seven hours the other night. And I didn't even like realize it because it oh was my fun. God. Yeah. But I don't want to do that every night. Y'all like, I really don't. Once is good. Like I don't like want to have the worst nightmare. Yeah. I told him I'm, I said, you are a shitty texter. I even said that like right out to him. He laughed because he has a good sense of humor about it. But I was just like, I, I cannot be talking to you on the phone. Like I'm eating dinner or, you know, like sometimes I eat dinner and I'm catching up on work or I'll be watching like one Netflix show that I have the time for. And he wants to talk on the phone and just like, he doesn't initiate the conversation. He just like sits there and just like, that gives me the chill. That's different. Like if it's an engaging, like two-way phone conversation, but if you have to like also hold the conversation, it's like, just let me be. Yeah. And I'm so bad with being like, I got to go. So I'd be like, fucking hey, can you say you have to go soon? Yeah, <laughs> I, like- I know. And actually the other day I was like, hey, 
can we just hang up and you can send me a voice memo like yeah. through iMessage and, I, and it's so the we, same shit dude yeah, yeah we, we did no but we did that and that was better because I could like I love voice notes yeah. all four fucking voice notes me too and that's it's why whenever talking I get on the it, phone without the paint <laughs> whenever I get the green bubble I'm like I can't voice note you what what now what do I do now oh, a green face- bubble can't even Ugh. FaceTime no yeah and then they're like oh we can get on WhatsApp I'm like no WhatsApp is for my European boyfriends. Come exactly. on. No, 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 that's only for You're men just, that are out of the country. You're American. You don't deserve my WhatsApp. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Plus I'm shit about checking my WhatsApp. I need to be better about it. Yeah. I don't even think I have the app anymore. I turn uh, all my notifications off. So when I check my phone, I'm surprised if I have a text message or WhatsApp or Instagram. I'm like, ooh, I got text. See, Jen, that's a good tactic for you right now for this guy. Like you should just silence his text, like swipe it and put the little moon and then it'll be a surprise. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, I want somebody to want to text me. Girlfriend, I do too. Same. And it's like, I thought we had such a good connection and I'm like, okay, is my, can I even trust my intuition? Like, is my gut just broken? Like, I don't know anymore. Who? I don't know anymore. I am a firm believer in the fact that it's not you. It's him. Like for sure. <laughs> like, 100%. yeah, because I'm amazing. So I, I just don't get it. You both are the whole package. So I think that anybody who can't get it together for you is just not ready for you. And that's how I feel about myself too. I feel like those who want me, but can't deal with it are just not ready. Like they're, and that's okay. Like, that's fine. They're not for me. It sucks. Like, do I cry on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Every fucking year, every year. I cry myself to sleep like probably once a week. Oh, once a week. No, I would totally cuddle with you. Oh, my love. It sucks because I feel like we have so much love to give somebody and I just don't understand. I was having this conversation with a friend today. Like, I don't understand why it seems so easy for so many other people. And I just like routinely fail or like nobody is like banging down my door or like wanting to date me or or us. It's like, what the fuck? Then what are you looking for? (laughs) Well, I agree. I've been divorced for like 10 years or something like that. I got married super fucking young. And some people are getting divorced and they're finding the love of their life within a year or two. And I'm like, I've been divorced for fucking 10. (laughs) 10. My ex, when we broke up, we were going back and forth and he ended up getting with the girl. He was like, don't worry about blah, blah, blah. I would never date her. She's in my band. Flash forward. They're now married together and I'm like you told me you didn't want to find someone you needed to be alone but then you find someone and here I am like ooh I want a boyfriend but can't get one I'm like how does that fucking work is this the one the one that said that he doesn't need your nudes is that the one yeah okay let's tell the audience about that because I find that whack he was the one who uh, was like I don't need your nudes because I have the real thing in person and he also laughed the first time I put on lingerie and surprised him so there's that he did apologize but scarred for a hot minute about that but yeah yeah and the Hawaiian guy who fucking scarred you for my love you we don't <laughs> like him either well, not I love you, just shooting my shot in or general. shooting you <laughs> shot. Wait, which is, no, you did say I love you to someone. Who was it? I forgot. I it to my ex, the one, because we were together for like three years. But yeah, the Hawaiian man who 
at the bus stop in London looked at me and goes on Edgware Road and goes, (laughs) I was in a leopard fucking fur coat. And he looks at me and goes, Nicole, you're a really cool girl. I just don't like you like that. R.I.P. Like you fucking hooked up with me. Like go fuck yourself. Like, and then flash forward the rest of senior year, we hooked up like on and off. So I'm like, go fuck yourself. So I will never shoot my shot with a man again. Okay, so did you sleep with him because you thought that that would fix stuff? My ex, 100%. No, no. yeah, anybody. I mean, in your younger, in your 20s, like, did you guys do that? Yes. When me and my ex broke up, I thought sex would get him back. So I would just text him and be like, no, let's just be friends. Like, we can just fuck. Like, I have no feelings. And meanwhile, I'm like, yes, it's going to make it work. Like, blah, blah, blah yeah the fuck right nicole and jesus yeah it's like we just use sex as a tool like we all love gift giving as our love language right so we thought that somehow giving sex to these men would make them love us yeah i'm like he could still feel the connection he's gonna love me dear god it makes me cringe it makes me cringe too and i definitely i definitely thought you know, that if I didn't have a man, I wasn't a woman, like somehow that defined me as a woman. So I would constantly try to buy them stuff or do stuff for them or make their life easier in some way. And were they doing anything for me? Absolutely not. Like, was I even coming during sex? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely. No. My one psycho ex that lived in Chicago, he was insane and he had a trust fund, but then he'd be like, I have no money for food. I need you to order me dinner tonight. And I would like Postmates him dinner. Meanwhile, I'm like a broke ass fucking college student. And then he's like, you didn't buy me a fucking dessert. Like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why do we do this? I'm like, why am I so like, he's telling me he's fucking other girls. And I'm like, oh, he'll love me because I'm being like nurturing. Eh, Jesus. So nasty. It's like vomitable. (laughs) Did you do that too, Jen? You're shaking your head like you're over it. I just feel like I used to just like sleep with guys knowing that like they only wanted to hook up with me thinking, well, if I hook up with them enough, they're going to wake up one day and realize (laughs) I'm fantastic. Like, I think it was like, I'll wear them down because I didn't have the like self-love to think like you shouldn't have to wear somebody down. Like they should either be like upfrontly fuck yes about you or Like it took me forever to realize like I shouldn't be giving an ounce of energy anymore to someone that's like not giving it back. That's why like right now I'm like, I'm waiting for this man to text me, but I'm also kind of like, I haven't heard from you since Saturday. So I'm going to like, I feel like for me, my boundary is like, are you a good texture or are you just indifferent about me? Like it's only been two dates, but I know that I'm interested in a third. So like, if you're not just tell me that, like, there's no, you know, just be upfront about it. You don't need to kill me with silence. Just tell me. So sorry. I'm like so heated. I can tell. I can tell. Your face is like, you're like shaking I really genuinely felt like a connection with him that I have never felt with anyone before. And I really was like, oh, this is going to be something. And for it to turn out the same way that like all the other insignificant assholes have turned out. I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Welcome to therapy. therapy. (laughs) Yeah. And all my tarot TikToks are like, he's coming back. He's going to text you. He's your soulmate. I'm sensing air sign. And I'm like, okay, great. But like, I don't know. I I know the answer is I know nothing, but I know enough now that you don't need to sleep with somebody to get them to like you. 
I also think within, if you've had two successful dates, to me, that is enough to know if you want to develop a relationship with someone like that's enough. Yeah. Like two successful dates in a row. Like I've never really had that. So I wouldn't yeah. know. So, like, I can't really relate. <laughs> I can't really say. So. I feel like when I was in my, like, I would say my mid twenties, I had actually high school to mid twenties. I had like successful relationships, like successful, small, many, like long-term things like a bunch and guys were never hesitant to commit to me at that point in time. And now that I've gotten older, like the past five years, it's been absolutely fucking impossible to get anybody to commit. And I'm like, I'm not even looking to get married and have babies or whatever right away. Like that's not in the plans. Like I literally just want someone to like hold and love and give my love to and spend my time with and like bring on family vacay. Like that's really like what I'd like to do, but they just, I think they're the ones that are out here, like in my dating pool, I guess, or the ones that I've found are just like, not, they're just not ready for it. And you know, what's annoying too, whenever, like, I feel like some people say, well, you're being too picky, like maybe adjust your standards, but I'm like, but you didn't have to do that to find the person you're with. So why do you think I need to do that? to find someone like, I don't agree with like, you should be less picky or like change your expectations or your standards. I'm like, you didn't have to do that. Why do I have to do that? I don't, I don't believe I have to do that. And I know it's going to hurt until I finally find that person, but it's just taking so damn long. (laughs) I know. I fully agree with you. I just think that, you know, the, the old adage of you find them when you're not looking like is bullshit because I feel like you do, you do, if that's when you're maybe like 25, like when you get to 30, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like, you need to actively be participating. Like my eggs are fucking dying. Sorry. I am fucking looking. I feel like there's been times when I haven't looked and when I've been looking and neither work. So I'm like, Right now, I'm just going to do me. And if that's fucking sending nudes to my Italian stallion, then fucking fine. Like, yeah, until whatever comes along, I'm just going to do me and whatever. Mr. Right will come along at knock on wood. I fucking hope so. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking. okay, so is the Italian guy younger or just the other guy? No, he's older than me. So I'm like, he's like a perfect package. Okay. if you want something sexy and Italian to say to him, I'd be. More than happy yes. to oblige. It's funny because, you know, obviously I grew up and learned Italian from my nonna, from my grandmother and my mom. And so they never taught me, you know, sex words. Like, obviously they never taught me how to say P word, your meow meow. And <laughs> how do you and- say, I want to fuck you so badly. Okay. So there's a bunch of ways to say fuck. Um, but you, <laughs> you could say like, so fare l'amore is like make love, fare l'amore. And then like there's trombare, like trombare is like to fuck. Ti voglio is I want you. Um, so like, oh, like that. <laughs> yeah. You could say like voglio. Yeah. Scopare is another way to say fuck. I would say voglio i'll text it to you but it's like yes voglio scoparti or something like that uh, like, i want to fuck you <laughs> it's kind of like it's really there's a bunch of different ways to say fuck i guess i don't know i love i, love I want a man with speaking a foreign accent whispering sweet nothings into my ear yeah it's hot and their accent oh his voice is so hot when he played it i just was like replay 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 <laughs> you're like how do i do this help how do i do this sos <laughs> 
<laughs> on your own, your side. Thank God you didn't hear that. So like when I was in this relationship with this Italian guy who didn't speak English, it was like when we had sex, it was awkward sometimes because like he would be talking to me, which was hot. But then I would be like, I want to say things back, but like he won't understand me. <laughs> So I had to learn it. Eventually, I was like, how do you say dick? Like, how do you say, how do you say like suck your dick or giving head yeah. or whatever? Like, how do you say that? And they had like, so to say suck your dick is like fare pompino. Like that's the word for it. Pompino. It's not hot. Oh, it's no. So it's such a grody word. I'm like, fare pompino. 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 It's gross. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> so then I just like crack up. Same thing with fighting in Italian too. Like when we would get in fights, I would end up just cussing him out in English. And he was like, I don't understand you. And I was like, I don't care. You know? So it's hard to be in a relationship <laughs> with a guy with another language. At least your guy speaks a little English. That's great. That's good to know. Even if he only sex in English, I feel like that's all you need, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Seriously. That's really true. So let's talk about hotter in person, your baby, your podcast. Let's talk about the inception of how it came to be and then how you executed it. Nicole and I, so my best friend from high school is Nicole's best friend from college. So we always kind of tangentially knew each other. We've also both hooked up with the same guy. So that overlaps. And then during quarantine or like this year, we just kind of like started our own like TikTok liking pod. Like we just started liking videos and then like, we would send them comment on things and then it escalates to DMs. And eventually we were just going back and forth, like lamenting about our pathetic dating lives. And we we're like, this would be a podcast. Like, this is so good. And then we would like throw around titles. And then we like, I think I said, or Nicole was like, yeah, I just look better in person. Like I'm hotter in person. And then it was like, oh, there it is. And so we had plans to launch it. And then we made all the social medias. And then all of a sudden, like I look one day and there's another hotter in person podcast. And I was like, this did not exist last week. So some girl like had a podcast with a different name and then she all of a sudden changed it. And I'm of the theory that she definitely like saw our social media somehow and like changed her name because she thought it sounded good. The best is she like tags stuff. And she'll sometimes tag us. And I'm like, bitch, you're so dumb. You're not even tagging your own fucking podcast. Oh my God. No, her. She can be very nice. She's I'm just sure. kind of like, it's weird that like stuff kind of like launched and then she created hers. So then it was kind of like, fuck, Nicole, we need to record this. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, Go we didn't Nicole. think it through. We just kind of were like, we're doing it. And then all of a sudden we were like, okay, I guess. Oh, fuck. Now we have to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> did you just like watch YouTube videos or how, like, how did you figure out how to put together a podcast? Thank God for Jen. Jen kind of just figured it out. We're like, oh, we'll get a mic and we'll record on Zoom. And then Jen does all the back end. <laughs> I'm a writer. So I think in terms of story structure. So it's very like we need an opening, a beginning, middle end. We need natural segues between topics. Like it can't just be like chat. Like you have to somehow bring the audience on the journey with you. And then I knew how to do like editing from film school. So yeah, it kind of just, we kind of just jumped off the cliff and we're like, we'll figure it out on the way. Like, like we'll figure Thelma, it out on the way Thelma down. Thelma and Louise, that shit. Exactly. That's awesome. Cause I've had this equipment like all set up for literally one year and I just started recording 
six weeks ago or maybe seven weeks ago. And I had like a failure to launch thing. Maybe it's like one of those like imposter syndrome, fear of success, like all of that psychology babble. I don't really know which one it was, but I just was like so scared to start. And then I ended up talking to my friend who also has a podcast and she recommended that I hire a podcast company to help me with what I needed to get jump started because I want, I'm such a type a, like with my, with my work, not necessarily always in my personal life, but definitely with my work. And I wanted it to be like, I wanted it to be, you know, perfect branding. Like the branding was consistent and everything looked the same and it was, you know, executed correctly. And I think that's where I was hesitating. Cause I just, I should have done like y'all, I should have done like you. And just like, I should have just better done than perfect for me, like at all times. And so, but For some reason, I just didn't, I couldn't do it. So here I am a year later, I'm hoping to launch it now. It'll be like, hopefully September 7th or 14th. Yeah, I know. And I like, I'm really wanting to put you guys like either like, I think fifth or sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to like warm them up before I like, you know, (laughs) go straight to raw dog. Here's the Pepino. (laughs) Pepino. Yeah, I know. Right. If my mom listens, she's going to absolutely die. One strategy I think involved, you know, I think there it's six, one way, half a dozen, the other, I think when you're way more prepared up front and you get all of your ducks in a row, it probably makes for like easier down the road. I think we are now at a point where we're like, okay, we need to figure some of this shit out. Like we need to like, how do you get sponsors? Like what we need to make, what is our branding? Like, so I think it just depends. I think we were just like, cooped up and like really just needed an outlet and just kind of were like, all right. But I definitely am usually, I can be a very, like, I need to have it all ready. I think I'm such an, I need to have it all ready before I go person that I now try to actively be like a, just jump, figure it out. Like the anxiety, it won't be that, you know, like to get my anxiety. It's like, I have to force myself to do that. And I think too, if we waited I kind of start sometimes getting in my head being like, am I stupid for starting a podcast? Like so many other people out there doing it. Like, who am I to think like, I'm going to be able to quit my job and do this full time. So it's like, you get such in like your mind too. So I'm kind of glad we just started. Cause then I kind of would be like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. And you both are excellent at it. And I agree. Like you, like Jen, you kind of steer the conversation and then, and you have like, you create the structure and you provide, you know, funny anecdotes. And then Nicole, like you come in and kind of expand on everything that Jen has kind of like put into place and you can kind of tell, weave the story and tell the story. Like, I think you guys have a really cool dynamic going and it's very listenable. I don't know if that's a word, but I made it up. But to me, it's easy to listen to because A, you guys are so fucking hilarious and relatable. And B, it's like, don't you ever listen to some people and you just immediately have to turn it off because it's jarring to your soul? Yeah, I just it gives can't. me, or sometimes it gives me anxiety and I'm like, I have to turn this off right yeah, now. Yeah, but like you guys are soothing enough to where like I could chill and like be in bed and like listen to it. So I Love like that. that. Yeah, That's what we want. I feel like I, we've gotten some feedback where people are like, it was like just drinking a glass of wine with my girlfriends. I was like, that's what we want. Put it on while you're driving, put it on while you're cleaning. Like we don't need to be the main focus of your moment. (laughs) Yeah. But like we're here to support you. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I feel like so many women our age and younger too, and older probably go through 
what we're going through and never talk about it. Uh, yeah. They're so embarrassed to talk about the fact that they got shot the fuck down when they asked a guy out. <laughs> like, and two, it's like our age, no one really talks about like me and Jen are like our only single friends. And it's like everyone, you know, you talk about when you're younger, but once you hit your 30s, people aren't talking about as much the struggles of being single when all your friends are getting married on their second kid. And it's like, such a different than when you're in your 20s and your friends are and you're single, you know, because now it's a little bit more serious. And I've found like I haven't really found a podcast where you kind of click with that or isn't the same or they're always like, oh, it's so easy to go on a date. And I'm like, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> like, it's, it's really not. not. <laughs> it's really not at all. Yeah. My hinge one month, like subscription was up as of like two days ago. So I don't think I'm going to pay for that again. I think I'm that's like where you can like get as many matches as you Jen want. Jen just to. did and that, right? I boosted my hinge <laughs> last night. Did you get any good stuff? I got 60 likes, so I'm still weeding through 60? them. Which is 60, but it's not as much like when I've boosted Damn, in New girl. York. I've boosted in New York and gotten like for 24 hours. Like I was like, I'm going to get hundreds here. Like this is, <laughs> but so I, I got some. And then I was talking to this one guy and he was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm new to LA. Like what are some places I need to go to? And he just like, that's my opening for you to be like, oh, I have a favorite taco spot. Like, let's go. He was like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're so new. Yeah, I know some good places. Here, text me. No, I'm not going to text you. I'm going to unmatch you. It's too much effort. It's too much work now for this. I hate when they immediately go to give me your number right away. It really, I hate it because I, it puts me in a position of either I continue, either I give him my number and we continue probably to talk for two minutes and then he's probably not going to talk anymore or you say no. And then it's like, it fizzles. So it's like, you're fucked basically when they ask like that early. And you're like, how do you know you want my number? Literally three sentences in. Literally. I don't know. Unless you set up drinks and stuff right off the bat that I'm like, yeah, fine. Fucking take my number. But if we're just going to sit here and be like, oh, how was your day? I'm like, go fuck yourself. Bye. Yeah. But I, and here's the thing. It's like, it's always the same thing. Like I don't even drink. It's not because I'm sober or against alcohol. I just don't like it. And so when they're like, let's go for a drink. And I'm like, okay, well, my profile states that I don't drink. But <laughs> I understand that you don't read. So I don't bye. drink. <laughs> Like, like yeah, I know. It's I just really bars on the floor. Like just take a notice of what is in, like, why can't they even just read the profile? <laughs> so I'm drinking and I'm heated. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. The bar is fucking low. Like just read my fucking profile. Like it's all there. Like I literally even have on there that I like, I don't even like coffee. Right. So if they ask me, yeah, I don't like, I don't care for it. And so I put on there, like, you know, I don't care for coffee or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, how about coffee instead of drinks? I'm like, again, I don't drink that either. And then they think I'm being difficult. I'm like, I put it all out there for you to see before you match with me. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I just think that this will all be really good for our memoirs one day. And one day we will be happy and in relationships, but it's a slog to get there. It's a lot. It's a minefield. You got to kiss all them frogs to get that prince. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, like we watch movies and we're like, I don't know how you guys are. Nicole, you probably don't give a shit. You're probably like eyes of steel and no tears. But maybe Jen, 
but like I cry like at the romance in movies I'm like on my period I'll start tearing up if it's like a cheesy rom-com okay yes I have been there okay okay I was like Nicole probably doesn't give a shit but like <laughs> maybe Jen oh I have an emotional like range of like four to like eight. And if I am lower than a four or higher than eight, I'm crying. It does. I cry so easily. It doesn't even matter what it is. It could be a car commercial. Like I'm, I'm a weeper. I cry. I am too. I was watching this Netflix show called the politician. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's actually like Emmy nominated. It's really fucking good. It's got like Gwyneth Paltrow, Bette Midler, Ben Platt, who was in pitch perfect. He's like a singer, like a really good singer. It's got, I forgot who else. There's got a bunch of like really cool people in it. And it wasn't even like a tearjerker type of show. But I, when I was watching it, I was like, ah, and I was taking my pillowcase because I didn't have tissues. I ran out. So I was taking my pillowcase and I was like, my eyelash extensions are going to come off. <laughs> I was like holding it to my eyeballs. I mean, I was PMSing, but still, I would still have cried. That was how when I finished Akatar, I think it was the third book, I was bawling my eyes out at like 2 a.m. I was like, no. I think I need to read these books. Oh my God. You have to. I think I'm going to join the cults. I would love to. First one's good. Second one is amazing. Out of this world. My friend got me the signed book and I freaked out for my birthday. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. That's such a good gift. Wow. Is their love language also gift giving? Because that's a great gift. (laughs) (laughs) The other day I was talking to this guy about his love language and he was like, I like, what did he say? He's like, it's always, they always like, I know it's always physical touch for them almost all the time, but I feel like they want to throw in another one before the physical touch because they want to like clarify with you that they're not always about physical touch, like as a disclaimer, but he was like, yeah, it's quality time and physical touch. And like, as he was saying it, I was mouthing it to myself, physical touch. Like I knew he was going to say it. (laughs) And I just feel like men are so like one dimensional when it comes to dating. Sometimes like it's just ridiculous. I can predict everything they're, they're going to say from your exotic to my love language is physical touch. So predictable. <laughs> it's so boring too. I'm like, oh, physical touch. You like to be hugged. Great. Yeah. Great. We all know you like it. Yeah. The personality Dawn. Your like, dick likes on. to be hugged. You yeah. don't like to be hugged. <laughs> yeah. Your we all know you like blow jays. Your baby Pepino wants to be hugged. I know. You I can't. <laughs> I feel like physical touch is fake one like physical touch isn't real like I think everybody likes to be shown affection well there's some people that I know don't like to be touched like that's the thing yeah but do you like to be touched Nicole like in a relationship like hugged and all of that down the line I just touching in general makes me uncomfortable like I don't hug my friends my family like it's just not me like takes me a bit to get down to like oh yeah let's hug kiss whatever fucking i'm all for but like you're like fuck me just do not touch Touch. okay (laughs) okay so like note to self when when you and i meet like i'll refrain from the hugs until you approach me with the hug like when i go on dates the part that gives me like i'm an anxious person but it gives me the most anxiety is when i have to say hi to them and when i have to say bye to them because i'm like do I have to hug? Like, it makes me physically like, that's what I freak out about. Like, I do not want to hug you. Like if I get there first, do I have to stand up and hug you? Like it makes me, some people kiss you on the cheek and I'm just like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Is it one or two kisses? Like I (laughs) literally work myself up for so long before like 
that part just I'm like I wish I could text him and be like please let's just not hug maybe you should I mean like honestly in the spirit of honesty and boundaries maybe you fucking should like maybe you should be like please don't touch me I'm not really down for hugs like when we first meet I don't know is that weird I guess I would make it I don't know like just please don't touch me that's why like if they're like oh I'll pick you up I'm like "Uh, no car hugs really uncomfortable I'd rather fucking die so well, maybe, but you have the console in between you. So maybe it's like less likely to be a hug at that situ- in that situation. <laughs> I'm a hugger though. Like my family. I'm a hug slut. Yeah. My family is all about touchy feely. Like we massage each other's backs. Like we hug, we say, I love you. And I know Jen, your family is like that too, right? I love being touched. Hug me, squeeze me, kiss me, choke me, whatever you want to do. Choke <laughs> me. Yes. We like the choking. <laughs> no, I just, but that's why I'm like, okay. Nicole's the exception, I suppose, but like, I don't know. I just feel like, no, but you're right in that. Like once you get feelings for someone, you like that. So that's what I mean. Like when you're dating someone and you feel something for them, I feel like everybody likes to be shown affection. That's why I'm like, when it's like physical touch is my number one. I'm like, then you don't have a personality. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. I feel like they're so one dimensional when they give an answer like that, because truly I think what I'm hearing is you like quality time. Like, that's what I'm hearing when I hear them say physical touch. Like, that means spending time together, like physical time together. But, you know, you have to translate everything. So, (laughs) yeah, it's great. (laughs) Well, I think we could talk easily for another six hours. Seriously, I can't believe it's been an hour. I looked at my clock and I was like, what? I know what happened here. But I do want to ask you guys one more question each. So, Nicole, we'll start with you. If you saw your 20-year-old self and you had the ability to talk to her and tell her one or two things, you know, not give her a hug because, you know, maybe you wouldn't (laughs) want to, but if you just could talk to her, what is something that you would say to her? I would say never move anywhere for a man. Like no matter how much you love them or care for them, never move any fucking where for a man. That's good advice. Unless like you're getting married difference but I yeah never move for a man and I mean I lived up my college years but like really fucking live it up like because your parents credit card goes away pretty fast (laughs) that's so true I always live it up and I always tell like my cousins like study abroad like just travel like just literally when you're young it's such a different experience than once you get older like you're just free and young in a different country like just travel Yes. I never nice. move for a man. <laughs> yeah. I never move for a fucking dude. How about you, Jen? I feel like I would tell her two things. I would say, don't be afraid to bet on yourself. I think I lived in like a fear scarcity mindset for a really long time. And I feel like now at thir- at almost 30, I'm living how I wish I would have lived in my like early twenties, like with just taking risks and betting on myself. And the second one is never let a man make you feel like you are not worthy of being loved. Because I feel like I would just let their actions make me think, oh, like maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe I don't deserve what my friends have. Maybe all I'm ever going to get is the guy who just wants to fuck me. So yeah, so that's a big one. That is a huge one. My personal one is very similar and it's never let anyone dictate what you think about your, your own self. Like that's basically mine is, is and essentially that's the same thing, but even other women too, there's been other women throughout my life that have really fucked with my mind because I sometimes take more offense to the women over the men now, especially, I think before I probably would have taken more 
more of a hit from if it was a guy, but because it was always about my appearance, like, oh, she's really fat or whatever. And then I would just die. But now I'm just like, I don't care what you think. But if a woman says something bad, I'm like, oh, no. Right. Why don't you like me? (laughs) Now I feel like the older we're getting, it's about letting the voice, your opinion inside your head be louder than the opinions outside of it. That. Oh, Oh, right. On well, the notes. Hit you with a little therapy. Yeah, that was <laughs> My therapist good. Says to me all the time. But no, yeah, it's about making sure that what you think of you is the loudest voice for you. That is an amazing note to end on. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. I know that you've taken a lot of your time out for me and it's been so fun. I really hope that we could do this in person. Yeah. I was going to say, you should come to LA. We'll do a live <laughs> recording or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely everyone go check out their podcast and go check out their Instagram, all their social media. Nicole and Jen are doing big things and it's only going to go up from here. So again, thank you guys. And I, I will talk to you so soon. Yes. yes. Thank you. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode of the Luxury Dropout Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Nicole and Jen. They are such fun girls to chat with. And I honestly think I'm going to go visit them and we'll just have to have a recap of everything that we spoke about and really do it up big. So thank you to those ladies. Please go hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share this video if you think it's share worthy and definitely go ahead and subscribe. And if you are listening, please go ahead and leave me a review. It really helps me out. I really appreciate everything that you guys do. I love hearing your comments and questions for the next, for the upcoming podcasts. And if you have any questions for the ladies, you'll be able to find all of their information on my website. And if you want to check out Hotter in person, it will be linked for you to visit. If you enjoyed this episode, you will absolutely enjoy their podcast for sure. So until next time, I am sending you love. Stay well, and I will see you soon. That's a wrap for this episode of The Luxury Dropout. Make sure to visit stephaniejoplin.com to find all of Steph's episodes, including full podcast descriptions and photos of her guests. Until next time, besties.